Nyudai Walks has 99 core values, and two of those core values seem to conflict. Say yes and say no. Today on the Weekly Walk Podcast, Eric and I explore the very complicated question of when we should say yes and when we should say no. So if this is something that you wrestle with, like I wrestle with it, lace up your sneakers and let's get going. Hey, Eric. Hey, Joyce. Do you know about 99 Walks core values? I know all 99 of them by heart. You do? What's number one? Don't eat hot leftover tuna fish. <laughs> that is not a core value, but it could be. It's one of mine. <laughs> um, okay. Do you know core value 24? Yes. What's that? If you stub your toe in front of the children, don't curse out loud. That is not a core value, but it could <laughs> not, be. Not either. You know, I we went about this all wrong. Yeah. You know, I wrote the first draft of all 99 core values sitting in front of a fireplace at 4 o'clock in the morning in Colorado while you and the children were sleeping. I remember the day vividly. Clearly, that was a huge mistake because <laughs> you should have written the core values. Oh, I should have. Uh, do you know core value 25? Yes. No. What? I don't know. <laughs> no. Seriously. <laughs> you are not making this easy. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> what? I'm living it. You are living core value 25. Uh, do you want to do this podcast this morning? No. <laughs> I'm living core value 25, okay. which, which is... Say no. What's core value 24? Don't eat yellow snow. No. Uh, Ask me if I know what it is. Do you know what core value 24 is? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You are living it as well. I am living that one as well, which is core value 24. Say yes. So core value 24 is say yes, and core value 25 is say no? Yep. Yes. No. Yes, no, yes. You could say correct. Correct. Exactly. Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) But don't those two things totally conflict? How can we have a core value that say yes and a core value that says say no? Well, ask me if they conflict. Oh, my gosh. Do they conflict? Well, yes and no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, worth it. Right. (laughs) Had to do it. Yeah, had to do it. They... On, at face value, they conflict, but taken sort of in the context and in the moment, and frankly, in a way of setting up ourselves to live our best life, they don't conflict because sometimes, because you need to know when to say yes and when to say no. That's really tricky. It's very tricky. It's harder than it seems. So much harder than it seems. Do we have some framework or recommendations or advice or personal experience with knowing when to say yes and when to say no? Yes. (laughs) That was the time to say yes. See, that was good. (laughs) See how that worked? I see. And, you know, just sort of going back to the fact that it's tricky Years ago, we were listening to a speaker, Coach Chen, 
and I'm sure we've mentioned this on the podcast, and she shared with us that no is a complete sentence. That was that was her response. And that's not at all helpful because that doesn't tell you when to say yes or when to say no. Exactly. And even when you do, it's it's still hard to do it. It's hard to, to know when to say yes and when to say no. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> no? Nope, no idea. So anyway, I am just speaking to the fact that it is hard. It's hard to say, to know when to say yes, and it's hard to know when to say no. I don't, I, I'm, you lost me. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I know, but I, I, I have nowhere to go because I don't know, I don't know what you're, I, I don't know where you're going. So, all right. So let's talk about some examples. Would you like to hear a recent example of, Sh- sure. of mine? Sure. So I got asked to do a segment on TV. Uh-huh. So I said, yes, it sounded like a great opportunity. And then when it was getting closer, I almost, I was very close to saying no, because I actually got really anxious and wound up over it. You also, in your defense, you weren't feeling great. You were still on the end of COVID. You were not, you were not 100% yourself. That is true, but... But you did get all in your head. Yeah, I think it just, again, speaks to the difficulties. So it seemed like an easy yes, but then it turned into a no, but then it turned into a yes. So which, it ended up being a yes, but it was almost a no, because it's often really hard to know when to say yes and when to say no. So how how do you start figuring that out? Well, there are certain times when it's really good to say yes and to say yes to a lot of things and certain circumstances. And there's sort of a concept almost around this, which is say yes until you have to say no. So I'll, I'll give you an example. Like we moved, what, 10 years ago? And we, if, if there was a social opportunity to meet new people. We were just talking about this the other day. Yeah, we said yes to just about everything. It was exhausting. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. But we did. It was fun, actually. Someone invited us to something. We said yes. There was a function going on at school for our kids. We said yes. There was a event in town. We have what Harbor Fest and Harbor Frost and whatever it was. We said yes. We said yes to so many things. And we made a bunch of friends, uh, you know, over the course of, uh, of a couple of years. And then it got to the point where, like, oh, my God, we're so busy, and then we started to say no. But sort of that concept is maybe it's a new job. Maybe it's a new situation. Even in uh, you know, in your new hobby, in pickleball, when we're there and it's, it's two of us, and if people say, hey, do you want to play? We say yes because we don't want to seems standoffish. So anytime someone asks if we want to play doubles, we say yes. Uh, At some point, maybe we'll start to say no. But again, when you're sort of in a new situation, new environment, say yes until you sort of have to say no. That's one example. Okay. Pretty, that's a, that's a sort of easy one, right? Okay. So there's also sometimes some questions that I'll ask myself? Or do you have some ideas of when to say yes and when to say no? I'm just sort of rambling. (laughs) You just keep rambling. (laughs) 
<laughs> you just drink your coffee. <laughs> Clearly, this is a one-man show today. Drink your coffee. No, I'm, I'm, I'm open. I'll say yes to anything you want to say. But there's some other sort of or questions that you can ask yourself when presented with an opportunity, which is if someone asks you to do something and you're on the fence, you can think to yourself, all right, well, if they hadn't have asked me to do this, is this something that I might have sought out on my own without sort of them asking? Is this something that I would seek to do on my own? I don't know. I actually don't quite understand that. Can you put that in some context? Sure. So someone asks you to bake brownies for the school bake sale, and they ask you to do this. Go on. Is this something that if you saw a notice about the bake sale that you would say, hey, I would love to bake brownies. I think I'll just bake brownies without being asked. So that that's just sort of an example or a way to, to put it in frame of mind. Or even you know, if you're at work and someone asks, would you like to take on this project? You know, think to yourself, wow, if I just sort of had this idea, is this a project that I would tackle on my own? And if the answer to either of those is sort of no, if, if I sort of saw that project or saw the bake sale in space and thought, mm, not for me, then it's probably a no when they ask you. Okay. What about you? What about me what? You got any <laughs> thoughts on when to say yes and when to say no? Uh, you know, it's. I think it's much more nuanced and i think it's it's a very difficult kind of of question to ask yourself there is some actually recent research around this idea of listening to your gut which is an expression that people have been using for years and years and there seems to be some new evidence that shows that your gut is kind of connected to your brain and if we can tune in and really uh hear the messages uh the problem i think for many of us is myself included, is that we're often so busy that we don't have the opportunity to listen. We just don't hear those internal voices. Yeah, I, I read up on that as well. I think they said that the second most or second biggest concentration of neurons after your brain is your gut. Some people even sort of consider it a, a second brain. So I've it, heard that expression. That's so weird. It, it is weird. But I think there's a lot more to that uh, than than we know. But how do you how do you actually hear that voice? Like, what does that mean? Listen to your gut. You know, I can think of it in the context of like taking an exam at school, and having the sort of you know you're not sure about the question, you're not sure about the answer, but you you sort of get this one in your mind. Oh, and this happens to me all the time. So. <laughs> I play I play Wordle. I play the Wordle game, you know, every now and then. And I've actually played it a lot over the last couple of years. I started in the pandemic. But the you sort of get an idea of where the creator, like words that they like and different words. And sometimes I'll have a choice of two words. Like I had loyal and local the other day. And initially i thought loyal and then i was like local and my gut was telling me loyal but my brain said local and i went with local and you know what 
It was loyal. <laughs> Should have listened to my gut. But is that your gut or is that just your brain learning? It does. That doesn't sound like your gut to me. That just sounds like your brain is starting to understand what the what the creators often like. I don't know that that's. I don't feel like that's your gut talking to you. I just think that's your brain learning. Well, I think of it as when your gut is talking to you that it's more of a feeling than a thought. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So that's sort of the way the way I experienced it that time and other times when I've uh, had my, my gut talk to me. It's, it's more of a – gives you a feeling rather than a conscious thought. I was listening to a podcast recently uh, with a very, very successful European guy, and he was uh, talking about the way he's chosen to live his life. And he's a guy who grew up uh, without any money, without any opportunities, and he's built an incredibly successful business and life for himself. And he, he talked a fair bit about this idea that he – leaned into doing things that felt good to him. If it didn't feel good, he just didn't do it. Now that seems, and I, I, like I was really thinking about this, and it seems incredibly risky to me because sometimes you have to do the things that are uncomfortable. At least I think you do. But he was sort of like, no, if it felt good, if it called to me, if it felt interesting, even if it was hard, because hard things can still feel good. And if it didn't feel good, he, like I, he said, I just walked away from it. I bet there's sort of something deeper in there. Like you said, hard things can still feel good. And I would sort of posit that in the moment, there were things that didn't feel good. You know, I, maybe in the sort of global scale. But I don't know if, if, I stopped doing everything that didn't feel good for a, you know, minute or whatever. I don't, I don't think he's saying, like, it doesn't feel good in that second, so just don't do it. You know, I, I don't even know what you're thinking about in that context. Yeah, I'm just thinking that. Give me an example, because like, like, obviously something's coming to your mind. Um, grinding through a long spreadsheet, you know, it seems kind of dry and boring doesn't feel good but maybe if it's in pursuit of a greater goal it will feel good yeah i don't think he was being that specific that's like task oriented right so don't do a task that doesn't feel good i that's too i don't know too limited i think a view of what he was talking about got it i think actually he was talking more about and I don't know, because right now, now I'm putting words in, or thoughts in his head, but a little bit more around this idea of gut, right? Like listening to your gut. And if your gut says, this is not a path for me, I don't mean like a task is boring. So you right. know, if something's boring, just quit. That's, that's not what we're talking about. So we were just talking about a hypothetical potential business line that maybe was worth pursuing and we decided not to was that a something something didn't feel good about it something didn't feel right we just didn't want to what do you how how would that fit into that context does that sort of fit into that context yeah i think that fits exactly into that context because if we as we went through that and and explored that 
we were talking about, okay, we know how to do each element of this. And even in that context, like the tasks, going back to what you said earlier, the tasks individually didn't sound terrible. It wasn't like, oh, I don't want to do this task. It was the overall, does this path feel good and call to me and to you and to our team? And we were sort of like, no. <laughs> I think we were like, nope. <laughs> nope. So I, th I think that's also an interesting an interesting question to ask around this say yes or say no, which is, I'm going to have trouble explaining this, but we talk, uh, we, you were talking about, you know, sort of your gut. Right. And I think sometimes you actually have to really play it out. So on the one hand, I guess this is another, another conflict or another uh, contradiction. On the one hand, you ask yourself, what's my immediate gut reaction? But then the other side of it is sometimes you have to spend the time, as we did, really digging into it and really thinking about it and thinking about it in the reality of what will it take? What is this question? Yeah, and I heard an interesting way to sort of move things from hypothetical to reality. Like, you've probably heard this technique. If someone asks you, like this TV thing, if they ask you to do it in a couple of weeks or a couple of months, let's just say a couple of months, it's pretty easy to say, sure, I'll do that if someone asks you to do something. And then often a couple months comes by and you're, you're running the kids to whatever events they have going on, you have conflicts, and then you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said yes to that. So one of the techniques that, that I saw was if someone asks you to do something six months from now, just pretend they're asking you to do it tomorrow. And do you have the time? Do you have the bandwidth? Do you have the interest? Do I want to do this tomorrow? And if the answer is, no, I don't want to do this tomorrow, in six months, the day before, you're probably going to be thinking, oh, I don't want to do this tomorrow. <laughs> so I thought that was an interesting tip or technique to help people decide when to say yes and when to say no. I, it's much, much easier to say yes to things that are out in the future that you're sort of lukewarm about. And I don't know why it is that I often think when I get closer, I'm going to be more interested in doing that. Yeah. I remember early in my career, I got asked to speak in front of like the local chamber of commerce. It was probably other than speaking in school. I would say that that was like my first public speaking gig in front of, I don't know, two dozen local small town business leaders. And someone asked me, can you do this in three months? I was like, sure. And as it got closer, I was like, oh my God, I was so nervous. I was like shaking and awful. And, but I fell into that. No, I'm not, I don't want to quite call it a trap of, sure, three months, sure, I can do that. When in reality, well, and then looking at it in reality, it was probably good for me because that, that, you know, broke the ice. And I have had uh, spoken in public many times since then. And that's the problem, right? That's why say yes and say no is often an impossible quandary. Because even if you take the test of, if 
you have to do this tomorrow. Are you going to want to do it? If you put yourself in that situation, if you really put yourself in the, oh, I got to speak in front of 50 people tonight, you don't want to do it because it makes you so uncomfortable, so nervous. But sometimes we do have to do things. We do have to say yes to uncomfortable things. And that's when it becomes so difficult. One thing I think about, and I think this is really a helpful construct, is having clarity around your goals and your dreams and how you want to live your life. Because if you have true clarity on those things, I think everybody who listens knows I have this construct of my dream life, which I'm going to um, sort of share and teach on the Walk Your Way to Better Cruise. I'm super excited about that. But I have this exercise, this construct I went through to identify my dream life and what are the things that I really want. And if you have that kind of framework, it can help you make decisions, yes or no. Yeah, that makes makes total sense. And same thing with your values. If And this is an extreme example, but if your value is honesty and integrity, and if someone calls you up and says, hey, do you want to rob the liquor store tomorrow? It's pretty clear that you're going to say no. You know, I don't actually even think that that's such an extreme example. I mean, it is, but it's it's a good analogy because if you have clarity around those values, things that you're asked to do are going to likely fall. I'm sure there's going to be some gray area, but a lot of things are going to fall on either side of that. Like if one of your core values your personal core values is I, I support my friends. That means if one of your friends is sick, you will make time to run and fetch for her or bring her soup or do something kind because that's part of your core value. So if the option is I can choose to go play pickleball or I can choose to bring chicken soup to Anne-Marie, if you are working within the construct of your personal core values, you're going to bring the soup and go to pickleball late. Yeah. And I remember a few years ago when our friends were opening a store and they asked for help pulling up the carpet. And I don't know if we laid some floor, but we did some other work around this. Uh, how old is that building? 80 years, 100 years? Probably. And like, my friend asked for help. I said, okay, and went and helped. So it was an easy yes because it aligned with the person who you are and the person you want to be and what your values are. Yep. And I think with all of the listen to your gut and picture yourself actually doing the thing, I actually think that the strongest driver or the strongest uh, guidepost, there's a word I'm looking for, the strongest... Can't help you. <laughs> uh, is having a lot of clarity around what are your priorities, what are your goals, and what kind of person are you? Like, I feel like if you just have true clarity on those three things then say yes and say no should be pretty easy. Yep. Yeah, and I keep thinking of the someone asking you to bake cookies idea. And if your 
priority and value is to be part of your community and support your kids and support your friends and, and do all that, say yes, that's good. However, if you are working on a huge project and your priority is to your company and building your career and providing for your family in that way, and that's your priority, say no. And that's okay too. That's part of it also, is that when you say no to something, you have to release any, you have to release the guilt on it. And yeah. that goes back to where you started, because here's where where you started makes some sense, which is you don't actually owe people explanations for making decisions that align with your values, your goals, and the human being that you want to be. If you know what those things are, and those things cause you to say no, you don't owe anybody an apology or an explanation. Ooh, that's sort of a mic drop moment. <laughs> That was good, right? Yeah, totally good. Yeah, that was that was awesome. And it's it's true because we so often feel the need to explain and defend our actions. And again, when you're living in line with your values, just to repeat what you said, you don't have to. No is a complete sentence. See how we brought that back there? Good on you. <laughs> you're welcome. So other instances where things become really tricky, knowing when to say yes and when to say no. If we're going to keep working within this construct that we both now think is the way to go, what happens when two of your values conflict, right? So using your baking cookies example, baking brownies, brownies are way more fun. 